Welcome back to the Corona Chronicles. Oh my gosh, is that literally what you're going to call it, Lean? <laughs> it's like, how are you all holding up in this quarantine world, people? Also, I was going to say, it's just so weird because I wish you were here. Oh, But you're like a hundred and thousands of miles away. I'm not a hundred and thousand miles away. I'm like 5,000 miles away. Can you stop? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I could stop. Should we start this thing? Let's start this thing. Bundle of hers. <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's Herjeet in the studio and also Lean. Um, we're actually not in the studio. Just kidding. Just kidding. I was going to say, we are not no, in the studio. No, we are not in the studio. We're um, recording this virtually, as everyone knows um, from our intro, that we now record all of our episodes virtually since we're all in different locations. Lean is in the East Coast in New Jersey because she's a fancy now. <laughs> it's not that fancy out here. You know what's so funny? I don't think me and you have recorded an episode by ourselves ever. Ever? Ever. Because we always either had a guest or I don't think it's just me and you have never talked together. Well, then this is a special episode. I'm really excited. So this is going to be part one of our episode discussing elitism and medicine. So I guess let's start with that. What does elitism mean? I often think about this uh, notion, this belief, and uh, I kind of found some, you know, mixed definitions of elitism. But one that really stuck with me is it's really individuals who form this class. It's a select group of people who, you know, have this quality to them of high intellect, wealth or special skills and experiences. And therefore, whatever they believe or think, they have a bigger set of influence on society. So it's, I would almost call it like this elite class. And I've been thinking about this notion a lot because I feel like it's become synonymous with medicine, right? That we are these all-knowing beings that have all the knowledge. And there's this notion, I think, that we are... And I'm going to be very blunt about this. This There's very much this culture that we are better and no more than the regular population, which in senses, yes, we've specialized in an education of medicine. But I think it goes a little bit beyond that because there's a point of ego that comes in. What do you think about that, Lean? I mean, the word itself, elite, elite right? You're already telling whoever the audience you're talking to that you're on top. and then especially in these times where people are very skeptical of information that trickles down to them or whatever, you know, it could be really definitely a negative connotation. And if you apply to anything, I mean, it kind of comes into like, if I was to think of synonyms with the word elite, I would think like, you know, socialites, I would think of privileged, I would think people who are on top and whether that's a fair statement for them to be on top or not, you know? And so if I was to think more of a serious context, I would think elitism, like what makes people better in that sense than me? Actually, Lean, I love how you talked about these synonyms because that was kind of the next point that I wanted to talk about, like how we think of elitism and how intrinsic it is to academia. 
also knowing that that being synonymous means only a certain few can reach that elitist class. Do you get what I'm saying? Elitism carries within it or people are easier to get into that area if they are privileged, if they're from a higher socioeconomic status, if they are a part of the group that has power, right? And so I think it just perpetuates the cycle of keeping people on top at the top, basically. And I think no one, and I'll be very honest, no one directly says this, but it's felt in the culture. I would definitely say it's felt in the culture, in the way people speak, in the way people act, right? There's a certain way doctors talk. There is a certain way doctors are supposed to act. There's a certain way doctors are supposed to dress, right? It's all these supposed to's. And if you're born into a family that already has those supposed to's, or if you are a part of an economic class that already has those supposed to's, it's just so much easier to continue that behavior. And that's why there is never this question of, hey, this is odd. This is weird. Like, why do we think this way? No one questions it, right? Even if you displace that idea away from money and, and economy and capitalism, if you think of it like it's like the twisted version of what a leader should be, right? So if you're in the hospital setting and it's like, oh, well, the doctor's the leader, then you like split that into like good leader and bad leader, right? And when I think of like, okay, a good leader, someone who incorporates all the team members, knows the str- like strengths and weaknesses, is able to fill in where they need to, is able to bring everybody together. So it's almost equalizing, right? Versus what I would think like a bad leader would be someone who thinks, oh, I'm the doctor, I'm the shit, right? Right. <laughs> and I think that's where you can even, you know, trickle it away from money and just look at it in the system that the way, you know, people perceive us in the hospital and things like that, there's always that idea there. So Right. And I guess that's what kind of really got me thinking. So the reason I really wanted to do this topic is because, as you know, I'm going to become a psychiatrist, (laughs) if you didn't know already. And one concept that we talk a lot about is a therapeutic relationship. So that is taking away medications, right? It's taking away these diagnostic interventions. It's taking away these things and stripping all this stuff away from the patient and doctor dynamic to where it's now a relationship. And the reason we call it therapeutic relationship is because it helps with healing. And that is the whole reason a patient comes into a doctor's office in the first place is to get healed. And I've been thinking about this a lot, and I honestly feel like this culture becomes ingrained in us, even those of us who haven't even come from this world. It becomes ingrained in us how that damages the therapeutic relationship and how it doesn't allow us to build a really strong one. We always hear that, you know, two patients can get the exact same treatments, but dependent on who their doctor is and how they treat them, they can have two different outcomes. So there's a lot of complexities when it comes to finding out what's wrong with the patient, finding out what their diagnosis is, and then finding out how to heal them, right? And a huge part of that is their therapeutic relationship. So I've been thinking a lot about how elitism is actually a barrier to creating a therapeutic relationship. So in the end, when we do hear that sometimes, you know, doctors can do harm, this is one part where I think we really need to examine. Like, how is our culture creating a barrier for us to create a good therapeutic relationship? So one thing that I often encounter with dealing with my patient population that comes from a big socioeconomic 
disadvantaged background is that there's a notion that physicians are part of this group that's very well off, that's very, you know, plugged in with all the resources and connected with all these high people and just don't really care about the people on the ground. And so oftentimes when I treat my patients and there's already that stereotype there and I get lots of comments back from my patients saying, oh, you just don't want to help me because, you know, you're one of them. You're you're higher than me. You don't really care about me and all these notions. Right. Or you just want to throw medication at me so you can make more money off of me. You don't really care about me. And I think there's that notion there. And it's funny because we're not there as residents. Right. And not even as residents. Personally, from our backgrounds, from where we came from, you know, that's some place that we can't really, I don't think we'll ever reach because we don't ideally have the vision to continue prolonging the elite idea. They wouldn't want you among the elites because you're just the kind of person who's going to tear it down, right? Right. So I don't think personally on my level that I could be part of that group. And so it's really hurtful. I, I can't say it's hurtful, like, but I think it's interesting that that's the way patients perceive it, right? Yeah. And I love that you bring this up, Lean, because I think most of this topic when I started, I was talking about our culture, right? Like people in medicine. But I really like that you brought this point up because there is that complexity because the patients also perceive that we are part of a like quote unquote elite class. And I understand where that comes from because of historical context, but how do we break that, right? Because not only in a therapeutic relationship do we need to, as physicians, examine our own thoughts and behaviors and be critical of that, but we also need to understand how it's influenced on the patient side because it's a therapeutic relationship which has the patient and the physician. I really resonate with you discussing how me and you and like our stories and our backgrounds and how we feel so displaced from this idea. And Lean, I think this is a great uh, place to end this episode. And I would love for everyone to tune into our next episode, um, part two of this topic, where we talk about our narratives and how we have related or not related to this elitist culture in medicine. Absolutely, Harji. And I want to thank all of our listeners. Thank you so much, Bundlers. And we hope that you will continue to listen to us with this episode. Um, You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. um, And you can also find us at bundleofhers.com. Here's a sneak peek of the episode. I feel like we come in contact with this idea of elitism and perception of trying to act more properly doctor, quote unquote, every day. I think that's something we are just challenged with because one, we don't look like the quote unquote top doctor, right? Like we just don't look like that. So our existence is already challenging this idea of what an elite doctor looks like. I remember when I came here, I had this sense of that I'm not good enough, that I don't deserve to be at the University of Utah. So I decided to do engineering. And I remember my sister, she had done engineering too. And she'd be like, Herjee, now that you're doing engineering, you have to dress a certain way and you have to talk a certain way and you have to, you know, behave a certain way so people take you seriously. And so I think that was the first time I bought into that culture, right? Like I have to pretend to be from a place I'm not from so everyone can take me seriously, right? 